What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well. Or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. Want to wish everybody a happy new year? 2012 looks like it's going to be a good time for the country. The economy seems to be crawling back. Some jobs are coming into the area. And in the field of sports medicine, there are a lot of exciting breakthroughs. Today's show will cover some ground. We're going to talk about a concussion update. We're going to be dealing with some of the issues that are being brought about by NFL alumnus, alumni with respect to their head injuries, trying to bring awareness to the dangers of playing professional football, and most importantly, trying to acquire benefits and treatment for those retired NFL players who have the misfortune of acquiring traumatic brain injuries from successive concussions back in the day where it wasn't well recognized that cumulative trauma gave rise to head injuries. Uh, This segment will also deal with PRP, which is an orthopedic regenerative procedure, which is sweeping the nation. And this is a procedure wherein the doctor enables the patient's own uh, platelets and platelet-aggregated growth factors and stem cells to be injected into the joints, tendons, and ligaments. And this is a very promising treatment for a host of different people. In fact, PRP has been chosen by Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant, and Alex Rodriguez in order to help them deal with injuries and to promote healing. So certainly we're going to be talking about sports medicine. The last two segments will be simulcast between our practice, our program, which is Bruce the Sports Doc, and my son Spencer, who is known as Spencer the Wizard at Wiz City. And Spencer and I will be breaking down and analyzing the NFL playoffs in quite a detail. So fasten your seatbelts. And in this segment, we're going to be dealing with updated concussions. And we're going to roll it to PRP. And we're also going to be talking about the phenomenon, who is Tim Tebow. With respect to the lawsuits, there have been more than 120 retired NFL football players and their spouses who have now taken the NFL to the court system. And for the first time, these players are going to be taking the witness stand to tell juries about the league's practice regarding head injuries and to talk about what you and I, the listener, have spoken about over the last two years. The problems with memory, mood, headaches, fogginess, outbursts, and how this situation has affected the lives of these former NFL players, how many of them cannot hold down jobs, and many of them have had altercations with respect to their spouses and others due to the emotional consequences of concussion syndrome. Of note, there will be the testimony of Jim McMahon, 
Super Bowl winning quarterback for the 1985 Bears, who lives in the Arizona area and suffers from concussion. And also from Jamal Lewis, former excellent running back for the Baltimore Raven, Ravens. And these verdicts could amount to millions of dollars to these retired athletes. A recent review article by the New York Times indicates that retired gridiron stars who were once in their physical and mental prime are now suffering from early onset dementia and brain disease, as well as emotional problems such as anxiety, depression, and emotional outbursts. And many have anger management issues, which were as a direct result of the injuries they sustained during their pro careers. Let's give you a little historical perspective. There was a time in the NFL where there was no acknowledgement that getting head injuries had any long-term effect. And there was a time where a concussion was just called getting your bell rung. And the treatment of Vogue was to administer smelling salts to the athletes and to send them right back into the field of play. What we know now is this is the most dangerous practice. When a concussion is diagnosed, there is now an NFL league mandated uh, sanction such that the patient cannot return to the same game. And there's a whole protocol beginning on the sideline, which now involves a trained athletic sports trader who is mandated to be on the sideline of any of every NFL game. And the athlete must see an independent neurologist, must be tested, and must be symptom-free prior to returning to play NFL football. There's been some notable breaches of this policy, which have been well documented this year. One of them was with Colt McCoy, quarterback for the NFL. Colt McCoy actually had a concussion, reported symptoms, and it was clear to Colt's father, who's also a coach in the, who's also a football coach, that Colt had suffered a concussion and Colt was allowed to continue in the game. So this is certainly uh, very similar to a situation last year at the Philadelphia Eagles, middle linebacker Stuart Bradley suffered a concussion, was staggering around. He looked like he was drunk on the field. Everybody in the stands noted this, but somehow this evaded detection of the coaching and training staff, and Stewart was allowed to return to the game later on. This is exactly what we as neurologists and sports docs want to prevent in the future. So, again, when patients, athletes suffer concussions, they must come out of play. They must be tested. There's a whole battery of tests, including impact testing, which is now administered prior to the season and can be used for comparison during the treatment of concussion. And typically, there is, in many but not all cases, an improvement in the symptoms of concussion correlating with the objective testing, with impact testing, and other neuro-ophthalmologic testing. And then the athlete's allowed to return to training, exertion, and eventually to the field of play. So all of this notoriety, all of these lawsuits, is continuing to shine a bright light on the seriousness of concussions, and most importantly, on behalf of the retired players in the NFL, some of them. So what effect will this litigation have on the league? Well, firstly, we believe that there will be continued vigilance, that eventually there's going to be a mandate not only to have a trainer, but also a licensed neurologist on the field. And surprisingly, the majority of NFL players wanted a doctor to be present, but yet the NFL, as usual, uh, compromised and will only be mandating athletic traders on the field in order to make a decision of whether or not the patient should come out of the game. And... There will be continued progression 
to evaluate and treat patients. One of the big issues for the retired players is that the delay of post-concussion syndrome and chronic traumatic encephalopathy often lasts 5 to 10 years. Case in point, Andre Waters, who took his own life. David Dorson, our friend and late colleague from Voice America Sports, who in a most heroic act recognized he had dementia, he had mood alteration, and wasn't of sound-minded body, and he made a decision in order to take his own life, in order to donate his brain for study at Boston University with Dr. Stern and Chris Nowitzki. And this particular decision was culminated in the recognition that, in fact, Dave Dorsett had chronic traumatic encephalopathy. So the cases are mounting. The Andre Waters, the Mike Websters, and now it's impossible for the league to dissociate concussions from CTE. We now move and turn our attention to the National Hockey League. Just 18 hours ago, Sammy Sallow of Vancouver suffered a concussion on a hit by Brad Marchand. Essentially, he was hit low. This was thought to be a dirty hit, and in fact, it was confirmed by the fact that the referee threw Marchand out of the game for clipping and gave him a game misconduct. The Canucks defenseman Kevin Bilksa stated that the league should discipline Marchand for this concussion. It's very, very cheap, BX has said. I can't think of a cheaper hit you could have on the ice. 20 seconds before, Sammy and Marchand had a pretty good collision in the exact same spot. And Marchand had a different take on the play. In a game like that, where there's a lot of emotion, the guys are running around, you're definitely watching a little bit more. You want to protect yourself. So Marchand is basically using uh, self-defense as a uh, uh, strategy for defending himself. And he said further, I had no intention of hurting Salo on the play. I was just trying to protect myself. He's a very big body coming, and I'm not the biggest guy. I've done that a lot in the past. I've never been punished for it before. So, we now have a growing list of players in the NHL, including Sidney Crosby, the best player, who had uh, a bump in practice, not even in the game, and has had a recurrence of post-concussion syndrome and symptoms, and is now unable to play. So, this certainly speaks for sudden impact syndrome. And also second impact syndrome, wherein the patients who have a second lesser blow to the head will often have a recurrence and exacerbation of concussion symptoms. Regrettably, Sidney Crosby, who is the standard bearer for the NHL, is now experiencing such. We're up against the break. In the second segment, we're going to talk more about NFL concussions, NHL concussions, treatment therein, as well as talking about PRP, platelet-rich plasma. Right now, Alex Alex Rodriguez A-Rod is now in Germany receiving PRP treatment. So this is an emerging investigational pathology, a, a nascent treatment, which can essentially use the patient's own blood products safely to be ejected into the orthopedic structures to be a graft procedure, that is to create new tissue in tendons, ligaments, and joints. So, very exciting stuff. I thank you for all tuning in to Bruce the Sports Doc on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, an interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you. The interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, Inside the Trenches, your show. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Bruce at BruceTheSportsDoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the second segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, on the Voice America Sports Network. By way of review, you'll recall that we talked in our first segment about the implication for of concussions as it relates to the NFL, some of the local lawsuits, and the emerging concussions in the NHL, that is the National Hockey League, including the Vancouver Canucks and Sidney Crosby. We're very pleased to have as our guest today, Ms. Deborah Savage, spelled Savage, S-A-V-A-G-E. And she is a specialist in injuries, that is, sports injuries, occupational injuries, and motor vehicle accidents. She is involved with doing something called core Pilates. And... What we're going to be doing in the first part of the segment is actually trying to learn and educate myself, the host, as well as the listeners, what the heck Pilates is. I, uh, I've heard the name. It certainly sounds very interesting. And we're going to ask Deborah about Pilates and how she utilizes Pilates. And she certainly deserves to be recognized She's located in East Falls, Pennsylvania. That's near Maniunk, outside of Philadelphia, for you tri-state people. And she'd be very happy to have you visit her website, which I'll do is www-savage, S-A-V-A-G-E, capital C-O-R-E, savagecore.com. And her telephone number, it looks like 602-538-4216. So if you're interested if you're interested in, uh, in learning and, and engaging in somebody who's really a master in this field, Deborah Savage is your person, and we're really excited to have her on the show. So, Deborah, uh, you've certainly piqued our interest, and for some of us, myself included, who have never engaged in Pilates, could you give us a sense for what Pilates is? Uh, Pilates is a system of learning how to use your body properly biomechanically so that you don't injure yourself, that you can rehabilitate from injury, um, and learning how to um, develop strong core muscles to support especially your spinal column. 
So as Mrs. Savage mentioned to us earlier, she is involved in the rehabilitation stage of sports injuries. That is, to increase mobility, uh, to increase strength, and particularly with the core. And Deborah also has an interest in golfers who have restricted mobility. And the next question I want to ask Deborah is, give us a sense. I know there's some equipment. There's there's certain there's a machine component to Pilates. If you could describe the machine to our for our listeners and give us a little overview as to you know how 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 this works. The machine that I use is called a reformer. Um, it is based with a pulley system and um, resistance as opposed to weight, which you can vary. And um, it is used um, primarily laying down, um, but also kneeling, standing, and has a system of exercises depending on what we're trying to rehabilitate or strengthen um, that you can work on any part of the body. So I'll give you for instance. Let's say you have a weekend warrior, let's say uh, a sports doctor who is chronically bad golfer. Uh, I'm talking about myself, of course, and who has, you know, a lot of restriction of the low back and, in fact, feels that his hip is restricted. And one of the reasons he can't really come through the ball and hits either blocks or duck hooks is that his 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 torso, that is his his back and hips, are really tight, tight hamstrings. This would seem to be a good candidate for Pilates and for your type of instruction. G- give us a walkthrough about the kind of program you might put uh, somebody like this through in your in, in, in your uh, office there, uh, in your studio at Savage Core Pilates. The for golfers specifically. Um Certainly, yes, uh, hamstring flexibility, but a, a large part of golfing has to do with your oblique muscles, your side oblique muscles, and not only strengthening them, but also getting them greater flexibility so that when you're moving, you're really moving through your core muscles, your abdominals, and your obliques, and less from your back. So, Yes, indeed. Also, range of motion, especially with your hip flexors, very important, very tight on most men, uh, more so than women. So we certainly work on that issue as well, trying to stretch both the hamstrings, adductor muscles, everything that would help to allow your hip flexors to turn out more easily. And I've heard of Pilates classes, so I guess this could be done in the group setting. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like yours is, is pretty... Is pretty one-to-one, pretty intensive. But when they talk about Pilates classes, uh, and again, it's probably naive for some of the people in the audience, but uh, you would actually have a series of these machines and you'd have, or it would be one machine. How how does that work? Um, When most people think about Pilates classes, they think of in the gym with no equipment. Um, What I do is on machines, a maximum of four people to a class. So four people can be doing it at the same time, provided they don't have an acute injury that would preclude them from being in class. So this is so I've just learned something. Again, I've seen classes that were without machines. So there's different ways to, to, to accomplish these activities called Pilates. And here it seems to be safer and better for people. I mean, obviously weights are good for, for really healthy people, but this involves re- resistance without weightlifting and Somebody like Deborah, who is very expert with respect to kinetics and movement, uh, and it certainly sounds exciting. And in fact, I, uh, as part of my pre-golf preparation, now that we're in the frozen tundra part of the Philadelphia weather scene, I, uh, I think it's exciting that we have Deborah on the show. So again, we want to thank Deborah Savage for coming on the show, giving us a brief overview of Pilates. And for all you listeners, you can connect with her at 602-538-4216 or her website, www.savage, or Savage, capital S-A-V-A-G-E, core, C-O-R-E dot com. And you can learn more about this type of Pilates. Uh, Deborah, it was great talking to you. I definitely learned something today. Thank you for being on the show. You're very welcome. Welcome back. We want to thank Ms. Savage for her input with respect to Pilates. 
Let's talk for a few minutes about platelet-rich plasma injection, PRP. You heard of it. Tiger Woods had his knee surgery, and he had PRP. Matt Forte, season-ending injury, PRP, injected to improve and speed his recovery. Kobe Bryant, another PRP patient. And finally, A-Rod is in Germany receiving PRP. I'm not sure exactly what the purpose of going to Germany for the PRP is, what we offer right here in the United States. Now, what is PRP? It's platelet-rich plasma therapy. In the natural blood products, we have literally 600% growth factors which are associated with our platelets. So, as doctors, we can take 30 cc's or 60 cc's of blood from a patient and can spin it in a special machine called a centrifuge. And then we can essentially throw away the bad stuff, stuff that is not going to help healing, such as clotting factors and red cells, and we're down to the pure stuff. 600% growth factors, which can recruit stem cells and are re-ejected into the affected area. That is, let's say we have a knee problem. We will uh, essentially draw a tube of blood, spin it down in the centrifuge, take it up into a little syringe, and put essentially a needle into the area, and we will help facilitate the national hearing, the national healing process. What does that mean? It means that we actually create inflammation, and this recruits stem cells. It helps the body repair itself. Now, the advantage of platelet-rich plasma is that it is uh, natural. It doesn't involve any drugs. It doesn't involve any cutting. However, it's such a new technology that there hasn't been a large enough controlled study to show that it definitely works. Well, there's rationale to believe it does. When penicillin first came out, it obviously was very useful in ameliorating bacterial infections of the throat, though it took a long time before we were able to prove with certainty that it worked. This is much the case with other treatments, including spine surgery, where there has never been actually a large controlled prospective study to show that spinal surgery works. However, there's a rationale to do it. People benefit from it, and and it has been adopted into our treatment regimen. The thing about PRP is that because it's an investigational procedure, it's new, it's nascent, the the patient has to pay out of pocket for this type of procedure. So this is PRP. We'll be giving you updates on PRP. We'll also be talking about deriving stem cells from adipose tissue, re-injecting it, and many thought leaders in the community in orthopedics and sports medicine are using PRP in stem cells. I'll be attending a national conference wherein we will be talking about prolotherapy, PRP and stem cells. And that will actually be in Naples, Florida in two months. So just to recap this segment, you're listening to Bruce the Sports Doc on sports. As we're near the end of this segment, we want to thank all of the listeners to Bruce the Sports Doc. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. I'm a neurologist, pain doctor, and sports doctor practicing out of the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas. We've tried to give you a mixture of entertainment and knowledge, cutting-edge sports medicine technology. In segments three and four, we're going to do a simulcast with my son, Spencer the Wizard, We're going to be breaking down the NFL playoffs 
and doing an in-depth analysis. So after the work, which is sports medicine, discussion of emerging technologies, we go to the fun part, the second half of the show, where we talk about our favorite teams and the teams in the playoffs. And we look forward to the divisional series next week. We'll be back in three minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the third segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. We're going to be simulcasting with Spencer the Wizard. So, don't be confused when you hear his crazy intro. And let's go to Wiz City. Hello, what is going on, everybody? Third segment, Wiz City. We're still talking about some NFL football, and we're breaking down the playoffs. It's that time of the year again. Wild Card Weekend is in session, and I have a very special guest in Bruce the Sports Doc. Bruce the Sports Doc, it's nice to have you on the show. Great to be here, Wizard. It's an exciting time. Finally, the NFL playoffs. The pretenders are now playing golf, and we're going to break it down game by game. Thank you for that. I'm very excited about Wild Card Weekend. I've been waiting all year for this um, for this weekend and these games, and we got a quadruple set of games. First, let's take you down south to Houston, Texas, to the beautiful stadium of Reliant. And I want to see you, I want to see what your opinions are on um, Cincinnati, which is a sixth seed playing Houston, a third seed, but the third seed could be a deceivingly high number for a team that is starting a first string quarterback in TJ Yates. What are your feelings on this game? To kick it off. Well, firstly, uh, we clearly can identify this game as having the least national interest. And therefore, it, it gets it lands a spot on Saturday. Uh, we look at, uh, ironically, I, I think it's ironic that Carson Palmer gave up a hundred million dollars to leave Cincinnati and go to the Raiders and miss the playoffs. I thought that was a bit of irony. 
I also am pleasantly surprised that Houston, when losing a great quarterback in Matt Schaub, managed to, uh, to, to stay the ship and to make the playoffs. Cincinnati really started off hot and kind of backed into the playoffs. So, but my, my sense is I believe the, the Houston defense and I believe that, uh, Cincinnati will be erratic. There will be, uh, there will be turnovers and therefore I'm predicting Houston in the game by five and a half points. Spencer, what's what are your, your thoughts on that game? What's your number? Six. You mean what's my total score? Yes. My total score will be, well, now we have to do a little addition. We're going to go with 26 to 20. Ooh, all right. Pretty high scoring game. Medium scoring. Pretty good. Okay. I know that that's medium scoring, and I can guess your answer for the next game which is between New Orleans and Detroit. But um, in the second segment, I've said this. I believe that the Bengals will come out on top 24-17. to 17. I believe that Dalton will have a much higher success rate than Yates on third down conversions. And if Cincinnati can stop Arian Foster and put Yates in third and long situations, I think that he will fold under pressure in the playoffs. Um, for both teams, Cincinnati and Houston, it's great for them to both be in the playoffs. It's the first time in many years for both teams, and Marvin Lewis has done a great job coaching, and Houston, it's a long time coming. They've put the talent together and won the AFC South. Now, as I've mentioned, the the later game in the Superdome, this should be a lot of fireworks. Matt Stafford versus Drew Brees and the high-powered Saints. What are your feelings on this one? Well, firstly, look at the Saints record the Superdome this year. Perfect. 8-0. And it's no surprise. Having spent a little time in the Superdome myself, I can tell you it's by far the loudest stadium. When you go there, your ears literally hurt. That's how loud it is. And Drew Brees is having an MVP season. He's broken records for for yards, uh, throwing, and also for total offense. And, And these are not little short passes either. He's precisely accurate. They are firing at all cylinders. Detroit, with Matthew Stafford, certainly has acquitted themselves well. A little bit shaky down the stretch, but they managed to stay the course. I believe that uh, th- that the Saints are going to roll. They're go- they're going to keep up the momentum, and they're they're going to roll, as we say, big time. And my prediction will be thirty-eight to seventeen Saints over Lions in a blowout. What are your thoughts breaking down the game? Well, that's actually very similar to the to the week uh, 15 matchup where um, New Orleans won 31 to 17 by 14. But my judgment in the game, I have two words here for Lions fans and Saints fans: Matthew Flynn. That that's my reason for the Saints winning. Matt Flynn last week as a backup quarterback hasn't been on the field to start a game ever this year. Comes in for Green Bay in frigid conditions and tosses for 480 yards and six touchdowns. Now, Drew Brees is 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 a future Hall of Famer. As Bruce the Sports Doc has said, he's broken every record in the book. 46 touchdowns. He's thrown for over 5,000 yards, breaking Marino's record. So in his home dome, if Matt Flynn throws for six touchdowns, it's scary how well Drew Brees is going to do in a playoff game. Um, So I believe the Saints will put up at least 45 points. I'm going very high on them, as probably a lot of other analysts are saying. I just don't think that this Detroit pass rush can get to Brees. That's their only shot because their secondary will be picked apart. Jimmy Graham, Mark. Marquise Colston, Lance Moore, etc. For the for the Lions versus the Saints, D, they will have some success, but I just don't think they can keep up with the success that the Saints will be having. Drew Brees will be on the field most of the time, and the Saints defense, it isn't stellar, but I believe that the Saints D does know how to get off the field on third down, and their secondary is much better than Detroit. My final score here, 48 for the Saints and 24 for the Detroit Lions. At the halfway point of our segment, we're now going to flip it to El Domingo, Sunday's football games. We're taking it from indoor stadiums to outdoor stadiums. We're going to the Northeast. 
We're going to East Rutherford, New Jersey. New York Giants, fresh off a huge win on Sunday night football versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I was at the game last week. The towels were whipped out. It was a one-of-a-kind game where... The last week of the season, your, the game was flexed to Sunday night football, and the Giants got a lot of momentum and beat down Dallas, their division rival, and sent them packing. Atlanta is also pretty hot. Um, offense behind Matt Ryan and Michael Turner. This is a great game. Two solid teams and two solid professional quarterbacks and head coaches. What do you think about this one going down in the NYC? Well, I'd be remiss to not give props to the Giants in a very big game in the bright spotlight. Eli Manning, in my opinion, put himself in the top five quarterbacks, uh, particularly two throws to Victor Cruz. The, the one throw perfectly thrown on the outside where Victor Cruz ran for, uh, I think it was a 78-yard 70, touchdown, and really the pivotal play. The Cowboys had two touchdowns. Momentum had completely shifted. A big pass rush. And Eli Manning, really, he, he backed out of a rush. And while, while falling back, he threw the ball, and he just had confidence in Victor Cruz. And Victor Cruz had position. He really is able to use his body to shield the defender for a long play that, that broke the Cowboys' back. So I must say, I was very impressed with, with the Giants. And while the NFC leased this year, uh, has has been uh, putrid with the Eagles um, stalling out, no dream team. The Redskins again playing the role as Deadskins, and the Cowboys very disappointing. I thought for much of the game, particularly the first half. So looking at the Giants, I see them as getting health, healthy now. I see Osa Yubidora. I see Pierre Paul, who's who's really a basketball player or a volleyball player. He is their most dangerous. Defensive lineman Tuck. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the linebackers who are pretty stout, and I'm also looking at the secondary. Over the last few years, the secondary has been a clear area of weakness for the Giants, and they they really I think that this line is certainly um, it's certainly helping the secondary because you're not seeing guys getting burnt. With respect to uh, the running backs, we've got Ahmad Bradshaw is healthy finally, and we also have. Uh, the big number 27, the big boy in the house. Victor Cruz is the MVP from Patterson, New Jersey. Now, looking at Atlanta, it's an interesting team. They're a great home team. They play great in their dome. Matt Ryan, who you and I have met, who happens to be a really nice guy, is actually built more like a basketball player. He very, very thin guy. And what I've noticed about Matt, particularly in playoff games on the road, if, if you knock him around in the beginning, he wears down in the game, and he loses his accuracy. He does turn – he will throw interceptions. Uh, we've got Michael Turner, who's, who's, who's running very well. I think the Atlanta defense, I, I would call them average. They're, they're not great. They're not bad. True. And I believe that Atlanta will lose the game. I believe the Giants have momentum. They're, they're playing in their new stadium, and I, it's going to be an outdoor game. The, the weather prediction, for whatever it's worth, should be mid-40s, not extremely cold, no precipitation predicted. So I would, I would suggest that the final score will be New York Giants 27, and I will say Atlanta Falcons 13. Well, pretty nice win there for the Giants, um, if that plays out. Um, I agree with a lot of your analysis. I believe that Atlanta is a run-first offense. They rely on Michael Turner to really pound the rock, and he, you know, if he can gain like five yards of carry, you know, and put, give them second and five and third and short situations, then they can keep the ball and can control the clock. Atlanta. Matt Ryan is a pretty good short passer. Um, he is a very intelligent quarterback and can hit Tony Gonzalez, who's a veteran, who could hurt the Giants because the Giants have trouble dealing with tight ends. I think it's all about the D-line of the New York Giants. If the Giants' D-line plays like they have, like typical New York Giants, hard nose hitting defensive linemen that just
just will get overbearing pressure on Matt Ryan, then I could see it being a long day for the Falcons and a parade of sacks for the Giants. And if it's a block party featuring JPP, Justin Tuck, and OC, if they're getting to Matt Ryan and stoning him in the backyard, um, I think it could be a long day for Atlanta. So... I think that Eli Manning has really stepped up, I do agree, and that play last week with Victor Cruz was reminiscent of another New Jersey native, David Tyree, in the Super Bowl, um, where Tyree got um, position and, of course, caught it with his left ear. So, you know, that was an amazing play. Victor Cruz is the MVP. The Giants' offense is potent. Eli Manning is red hot, and I think that he is better than Matt Ryan, just a flat-out better quarterback and more talented. I like the Giants here to get pressure on the Atlanta defense, and I'm taking the New York Giants here. 31-21, to Atlanta in striking distance throughout the game, down by seven points, you know, down by a score or two, but I just can't see them getting over the hump, so I'm taking the Giants. When we come back... Bruce the Sports Doc will help me with my fourth segment. We got two more games to talk about. We got a special bowl surprise, but we got Tim Tebow and the Broncos. We're taking this party up to mile high. Stay with us. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Bruce at BruceTheSportsDoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the fourth and final segment of Bruce the Sports Doc, simulcast with Wiz City. We're here to break down the NFL playoffs, week one. It's myself and Spencer the Wizard. Welcome back. You're listening to Wiz City. On the Voice America Kids Network. I am sitting here with Bruce the Sports Doc. Also an anchor for Voice America Sports. We are breaking down the NFL playoffs. Right now, we are discussing the game featuring the Denver Broncos playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Bruce, when you think of Denver, you think of a team that an 8-8 eight eight team that played in a weak division, which is the AFC West. And that really got hot behind Tim Tebow. Some miraculous late quarter wins. Um, the defense has been pretty solid all year, but the offense has definitely been up for de- for debate. Uh, the running game has been strong with McGahee, and Tim Tebow has been coming along as a quarterback. Denver, though, the last three games, they're on a downhill slide. They lost to Buffalo, which is a team that is not even in for playoff contention. They played in Buffalo, and Tebow threw two pick sixes. They got routed by Buffalo. And then they only put up three points versus Kansas City, as I mentioned before, going 5-for-18 on third downs. And Tebow has only completed eight passes all season versus the Kansas City Chiefs, their division rival. Um, Champ Bailey this week said, if we play like that, 
there's no way that we're going to compete against any team in the playoffs. So Denver doesn't have the momentum going for them. Pittsburgh, a very solid 12-4 and four team. Um, they were playing in the most, arguably the most competitive division in football, the AFC North. They're 12-4. and four. So what are your opinions on this game? How do you see this game playing out? Well, firstly, as a sports doc, I want to mention an interesting side story of this game. Starting safety, Ryan Clark for the Pittsburgh Steelers has something called sickle cell trait. This is important for all the listeners to understand what that is. And this sickle cell trait actually occurs when the blood, essentially the hemoglobin, which is part of the blood, uh, turns into something that looks like a sickle. And therefore, under certain stresses, such as high altitudes, what happens is the blood, instead of flowing smoothly, clumps together. And when blood clumps, what it does is it could accumulate certain organs. It could cause blood clots, tremendous pain. And look at Ryan Clark, very devastating thing happened to him at Denver back in 2007. And Wizard, what happened was that his, uh, d- due to him playing in the game, the exertion, uh, he developed clumping in the two organs that collect debris. That is the spleen and the gallbladder. And this was a medical emergency. Ryan Clark had to have his spleen and gallbladder removed. And this was in 2007. Now, flash forward now to now 2012. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made a medical decision not to play Ryan Clark at all in the game. And we tip our hat to the Steelers. Coach Mike Tomlin, a quote in the paper, said, that we put our players ahead of this game, even though it's a playoff game. So Ryan Clark uh, will not be playing in the game. And obviously, I have not given you my opinion on the game itself, except for giving you this little medical snippet. So I'm going to actually throw it back to you for your analysis, and then I will give my analysis of the final score projection. Yeah. Um. I really respect Ryan Clark and the Pittsburgh Steelers for making this decision. And Ryan Clark said a very intelligent quote. He said, this game at Denver is a very important game, but it is just a game. And that's true. Safety is the most important thing in professional sports and in life. And we wish Ryan Clark the best. And if Pittsburgh is moving on, you bet that he will be playing. So Ryan Clark is making a very intelligent decision. Now we look back to the game. Um, we have Denver and Pittsburgh. I believe that the key stat in this game, or the key matchup actually, is is Tim Tebow versus Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And Tebow has yet to prove to me that he can really play four quarters of solid football. I mean, I know that Tebow doesn't turn the ball, you know, this year he hasn't turned the ball over. He, you know, he's deferred to punt. He's made smart decisions on third down. But as a playmaker, he's made some great plays and great throws. But I just don't think that he can do that consistently. And you saw him last week in his most recent start versus Kansas City. And you saw him complete eight passes in the game. And, or eight passes combined versus Kansas City. And he's really struggled. And last week he went 6-for-22 against a Chiefs team. That is a good defense. But you look at Pittsburgh defense, and they're they're probably the most playoff-ready defense. Troy Palomalu, James Harrison, James Farrier. The names go on and on. This team is a Super Bowl defense. And the Broncos at 8-8 eight and eight are just getting into the playoffs. If Tim Tebow, in my opinion, has an unbelievable game, the maximum amount of points he could put up is about 14 points, two touchdowns versus Pittsburgh. I don't see that happening. I see Pittsburgh winning the game 24-3. to Well, my analysis is I, I, I'm going to focus on the other side of the ball. That is Ben Roethlisberger against the Denver defense. Uh, ben, of course, has been slowed with a bad ankle injury, essentially um, a high ankle strain. And he went back and played, I think, and this was ill-advised. And his ankle, uh, I believe, has slowly improved. But I think he will be slowed with respect to his ability to run and protect himself. So I agree that this will be a low-scoring game. 
I don't think Tebow will be held to only three points. I I I believe that John Elway gave him great advice uh, over this week when Elway said, just get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, because I think Tebow was way too tentative, and as a pro quarterback, always tried to pump up Tebow and say, listen, you're, you've got the strength. When you see a shot, take it. And against the Chiefs, Tebow was so conservative, took a lot of sacks, threw the ball away. He was so afraid of interceptions, it was almost like he was playing a prevent offense. That is, it prevented him from winning the game. So I, I'm going to predict that it's going to be uh, a bit higher score. I'm going to say it will be 24 to 13. That is, I'm not going to. I'm going to say that Denver scores 13 points, and that Pittsburgh, on a gimpy ankle of Roethlisberger, scores 24. I would be very Shocked. I think this would be the biggest upset of the wild card weekend. If somehow Denver were able to upset the Steelers or knock them out, it would be nothing, it would be nothing less than shocking. I agree with you on that. It would probably definitely be the biggest upset. Um, you, you look at Pittsburgh; they're just such a playoff tough team. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching that game. Well, we still have time left in this final segment of Wiz City, and I told all of the listeners today that we'd pick a surprise bowl game that we'd analyze. And in my opinion, this was the most exciting bowl game and there are a ton of pro prospects, but we're going to focus on a few in this game and we're going to analyze dun, 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 the Fiesta Bowl in, Phoenix, in Glendale, Arizona between Oklahoma State and Stanford. Oklahoma State wins it in overtime. 47 to 41 I believe that that was the final score and Stanford actually had a chance to win the game but their but their freshman kicker Campbell um, could not convert on field goals and they end up losing in overtime but a great football game back and forth action and what um, I watched with um, with Bruce the sports doc and here he is on his opinions on the game well it's always sad to see when there's a true goat in a game and particularly a freshman, the freshman kicker, Jameson, for for Stanford, actually had a chance to win the game right at the end, uh, about a 40-yard, 41-yard field goal, actually, to be precise. And essentially, he was frozen. They called timeout. He went through his routine, and he just basically uh, shanked the ball to the left, or I would call it, uh, we would call, as in golf, because I'm, I'm certainly the master of bad shots, we would call it Thurman Munson. We would call it a dead yank. So what happened was, and then Oklahoma State won the toss, and they, they deferred to Stanford. And what Stanford did was they, they, cho- they, they obviously had to take the ball, and they had a chance to kick a field goal. And again, the kicker hooked it. He hit He hit a, a, not as bad of a shank, but he hit what I would call a nice high draw, as I w- a, which in golf would be perfect. But in field goals, it, it, it just missed wide left. And then it was up to Oklahoma State that went down and kicked the, wheel, the winning field goal. Uh, as some of you may know, Spencer the Wizard uh, doubles as a uh, sports impersonator. And in our last... Uh, minute and a half, actually, because it's a 12-minute segment, we want to do a little tribute to Andrew Luck, and we're going to have, uh, we're going to mock, do a mock interview, so I'm going to have Spencer be Andrew Luck, and we're going to say, Andrew Luck, uh, share your feelings about the game, and about your teammates, and about going pro. Well, the game was a tough loss. Um, you know, we look at Oklahoma State, they're a very good football team, you gotta give them credit. Um, our young kicker, he's young and he missed a field goal, but mistakes happen. I'm still very proud of this team and what we have done this year. Um, you know, you look at this season and I'm very proud and happy of the decision I made to stay in college football. And... I've gone through puberty twice, and my voice is very deep, and I'm excited to take this voice and this face and be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts next year. Well, there it is. There's Mr. Andrew Luck, a.k.a. Spencer the Wizard, and I'm going to let him sign off. Certainly, thanks for having me uh, as a guest commentator, and this is Bruce the Sports Talk, and we'll, we'll throw it back to you for the close.
Well, thank you, Bruce. Uh, now it's Spencer the Wizard talking, not Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck, I totally respect as a player, and we were just having some fun there. Um, had a really great time doing the show with y'all. Thank you for listening. It means a ton to me. Uh, the show is really a great thing, and I'm really glad that you guys are enjoying it, and I'm really having fun producing these shows. So thank you so much. Without you, I wouldn't be anywhere. I thank the listeners, and I thank Voice America Kids. And this is Wiz City. I'm Spencer the Wizard. Thank you for staying in Wiz City. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.